This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hello and welcome everybody to another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. This is episode number 13. This time we're talking about innovation. Um, so we're on the eye of drive. We're innovating this time around. Um, I've got with me, as always... Hi, everybody. This is Karen Maturo, uh, Assistant Superintendent of Innovation and Learning. I don't even know what my title is. I'm still <laughs> wrapped up in this is episode 13. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to make sure it's a lucky episode lucky and episode. not an unlucky yeah. episode. So. Uh, well, this time around, we have, we're going to talk about something with the Innovate episodes. We talk about something, you know, the idea of trying something new or learning about something new, maybe something that you're not aware of. Uh, as much or you, you maybe you've heard a little bit about it and you just you want to hear a little bit more and there are some things that we have kind of been looking at we, we've got some things on the back burner kind of like planning some ideas for uh, piloting some things here in the district and one of those things in particular is the idea of esports and I'm sure that you've heard a little bit about esports um, and Karen, I think you're going to play a little bit of devil's advocate yes. today because you, well, you had some questions. I so. already I already have questions. Mm-hmm. As John and I talking about innovative things, John's been talking about esports, and um, you know I know he says you've probably heard about it. Guess what? I did not. Um, this is the kind of episode where you would see on the Today Show about what's changing in schools, <laughs> and you're like, "Wow, that's cool." Or is it? Um, yeah. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. And I hope to be asking questions that you're thinking about as John describes esports, because I'm asking the questions I really, truly asked John and Luke as we start talking about planning this for Hawthorne. Well, and, and you have a little bit of background because you had kids that play video games. Yes. Oh, my so. God. Kids. <laughs> I had yeah. an addicted son. Yeah. Yes, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I have a couple of those, too. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, one son, one daughter. But um so, I mean, a couple of things to keep in mind with esports. Uh, basically, esports, right now, most of esports has been in the last several years at the collegiate level. Um, it's starting to get into, or, or has been getting into, the um, high school level. And actually, Vernon Hills High School has a really good esports club wow. that they've got going on right now. So, we have we have students that, when they leave this district, if they're headed over to Vernon Hills High School, I know that they've got a, a program, if they're interested, they could get into. Um, and for the most part, it really hasn't breached the elementary, middle school mm-hmm. level just yet. Um, but obviously, it's it's kind of heading that direction. And anytime that you have athletics, you always have the opportunity for esports. Um, so thinking about how this is really starting to change some things, you think of things like, well, it's just video games, right? right? Is it? Because like that's just, what I was going to ask. I, uh, can yeah. we can we substitute mm-hmm. esport for video game? Like kind when of, I first heard no. eSport, <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, remember those things we had where they had them in their hands and they were actually like moving around. What was that game called? Oh, it was like the Nintendo Wii? Yes, the Wii. Yeah, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So I'm thinking... So you can do eSports with the Wii. Okay. Right? Or well, the Wii is kind of old now, but yeah, you can do it with that. Um, but we can't interchange video games equals eSport? Video games are the platform okay. which you do the eSports through. So basically what eSports is, is it gives students kind of an opportunity to develop where this ties in really nicely with education is it gives them a chance to develop their critical thinking skills teamwork problem solving um basically if i were to just give you like a real basic level of what an esports event would look like is you've got kids who are competing 
with each other, but also sometimes against opposing teams, and they are playing video games. Okay. And so you're competing against other other schools at some point if you get you know to the level where they have tournaments and things like that. Um, but one of the things about this is the video game industry. I mean, I think back to as a kid, like playing Nintendo and mm-hmm. playing on the computer and everything else. It has exploded in the last several years to the point where I, I pulled up some statistics for us that video game industry is probably one of the largest and fastest growing industries at this point. Um, compared with, let's say, the film and television industry, the video game industry has surpassed film and television in terms of annual revenue in recent years. Global video game market is expected to reach $159.3 billion in the year 2020. Incredible. And I believe it did reach and, uh, and has surpassed that. Um, the music industry, video game industry is bigger than the music industry at this mm-hmm. point. Um, with, I believe, about a similar amount of money that is spent each year by consumers on music. And that would be like concerts and albums and wow. all kinds of stuff. Uh, sports. The video game industry is comparable in size to the sports industry uh, with about the same yeah. amount of money spent on video games, esports events. It's huge. Like the amount of money that's spent on these um, and the amount of funding that's going into esports events. Uh, one of the other statistics I was going to share just a little bit later, but I'll throw it in here now as well, is... This is now becoming a huge source of scholarships for students who might not be able to, maybe they don't have the skills or maybe they just didn't make the cut uh, to get a sports scholarship. Um, and maybe maybe they have skills in other ways. Maybe they're not athletically mm-hmm. gifted, but they might be gifted in terms of their hand-eye physical coordination, right. their all kinds of their video game playing skills, their problem-solving mm-hmm. skills. Um, there is a, there's an element of broadcasting and communication that's built into this too so um i believe it was in 2022 there was 16 million (laughs) dollars and that was just over the over the span of 200 different colleges offered 16 million dollars in esports scholarships so i missed out i know my son son absolutely (laughs) was that good (laughs) i at least born a few years later i told you that he did Mm -hmm. have a fund that i didn't Mm -hmm. even know about of money that he was winning all these tournaments well there you go and had he was doing esports before he was doing it's, I yep. hope it was legal, but yeah. um, he, was he was definitely he was doing, doing pre-sports. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, missed the boat. Yeah. So, so basically, that's that's what this is. And I mean, if you've got kids, and thinking of like the youngest kids, um, it can start as early as Minecraft. Minecraft is actually being used by uh, some elementary schools and middle schools who are wanting to kind of step into get their get their toes wet uh, with something kind of like esports. Um, we actually had the benefit really, really nearby. DePaul University in Chicago has a really big esports program. They they are huge, um, and actually we've been talking with them to get some ideas for if we were to bring this down to so cool. elementary and middle school, what would they recommend um, to kind of get kids started with stuff like this? Um, so I mean, there are some things that esports definitely does help with. Um, you're kind of looking at, and that's why it kind of got really big in the last few years is when everybody was at home, right? You know, you were at home, you were doing remote learning, um, and you, you did, you couldn't get out as much and they weren't, right. you didn't have regular athletics going on for a stretch of time. And so, you know, those kids for whom they were used to being on the computer cause they play video games at home and things like that. That was kind of their time to shine. Like right. they, they could thrive in that. And so there, I believe there are some studies that show that some of the kids who were involved in video game playing 
um, actually did pretty well. No, I won't say pretty well, but they did maybe a little bit better than some of their other peers during the pandemic because they had, um, they still communicated with their friends the way they always had by playing their video games. They Which still had so the healthy competition going. They had all those other things. Um, and you know, when you're, when you're looking at ways to engage your students, you know, sometimes we always talk about, sometimes when you use technology, in your classroom, sometimes you get those kids that don't want to or are uncomfortable sharing verbally mm -hmm. out loud. Um, but if you have a tech tool that they can use, then they have other ways to express themselves, to share, to do all kinds of other things. This is kind of, this has a way of, of connecting it in that way too. It's well, like it's another way for kids to to exercise yes. those skills and really show off those. Well, I like how you're yeah. saying because I think people think of a video game as a very individual sport yeah so and very passive yes very yeah. passive and, and you know listening to my son growing up i did hear him talking to many mm -hmm. people yeah. strangers sometimes <laughs> in different countries etc but i like how you're saying this can be a team sport yeah you're you're also talking about like part of what we talked about even before we came on the mic was talking about creating the games too yeah. like coding and all of these skills that they need so it's not simply playing the game right. it's also about creating crafting broadcasting yeah. all of those skills that force you to be part mm -hmm. of a team force you to collaborate you know we talk about all those sel skills so yeah i mean i'm feeling a little bit better mm -hmm. about that yeah. you know tell us a little bit about um now we talk about athletics, the, the beauty of athletics is mm -hmm. we're, we're with teams and we're building mm -hmm. all those team sports like yeah. collaboration, cooperation, plus the physical, like the mm -hmm. actual physical aspects yeah. of getting up and running up and down a court mm -hmm. or getting stronger. So yeah. talk to us a little bit about like, what are we losing? Let's say we have all these students in esports, but they then don't do the actual physical mm -hmm. sports or athletics. Is Should we be worried? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, you know, I think I think one of the differences is it won't something like esports, it will never be the same as a kid running cross country. Mm -hmm. It's not going to provide the same level of physical activity right. as that. But I kind of think of the the whole idea. Um, there was a stretch of time. I don't watch it as much anymore. There was a stretch of time where my family watched a lot of NASCAR racing. Mm -hmm. Like we got into it. We got our favorite driver. We, but there were times that I was like, you know what? I They're just driving a car like mm -hmm. I can drive a car. But then when you really pay attention to it, and you're like, no, 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 these guys have to work out to be able to, you know, their their reflexes, mm -hmm. the strength of having to keep that wheel turned as they as they go into those turns at you know 200 miles an hour. It's the same thing with esports. Is there is a lot of, um, you know, they actually do exercises to get the kids, you know, their hand-eye coordination, the the quick reflexes, um, and then there's the teamwork part of it too. It's not. I think a lot of times when we think of kids playing video games. It's a kid alone, uh, in, a alone in a dark room <laughs> yes. with the screen glowing in front of them. Locking his parents up. They're, they're, they're like little zombies just uh -huh. staring at the screen. That's not this. If, if you ever watch any of the um, tournaments, and they've got videos on YouTube that you can go check out, they have these tournaments. Um, there's actually an esports place at the Hawthorne Mall. If anybody huh. wants to go check it out. Uh, used to be, years ago it was a video arcade. Uh, yes, then it was a skating rink. Down by Carson's um, or it's, something? It's across, it's next to JCPenney. Oh, JC it's across Penny. from the, yes. the food court. Um, they have an esports place over there. If you ever go to any of these places, the kids, especially if you're you're competing with each other collaboratively against another team, you're actually sitting together. You've got your chairs, your computers. You're kind of all together in a group. Um, there's a lot of teamwork. There's a lot of collaboration. There's a lot of the communication. You got to be when you're on a headset. 
talking to your friends, you've got to be clear in your communication so that your team knows what to do. So it's just like teaching a basketball team to communicate well with each other so that you know, mm. all right, in this play, I got to pass to this person. When this person gets double teamed, we pass to this. You know, those type of things. Same thing in esports. So I think to answer your question, it's it's not going to be the same as like running a marathon or, or running cross country or, or something like that. But it definitely has its own physical component and to it's it. its own space. Absolutely. Yeah. So you and Luke have been talking about esports yep. since we, you and I started working together in mm-hmm. August. What is like a first thing you're going to try and bring here to Hawthorne? Yeah, so we've had... How we started. Yeah, so we've had some of the schools have asked about um, looking at some equipment for like their broadcast clubs. If mm-hmm. they want kids to do kind of like a morning news segment. And I know at the middle schools that we had we had done that for a while and and uh, you know we had that, that set up. And uh, some of the elementary schools have been doing that as well. And, you know, we've been getting requests, you know, can we get some tripods? Can we get some either cameras or microphones? Or how would we set this up? How would we do this? So I think the broadcast part of it could fit nicely into one component of esports so that we can kind of we can kind of benefit both groups. We can start esports, but also have equipment for oh, student so broadcast. use the equipment for both. Yeah, it can be used for both. One of the things we've been talking about is the recommendation from DePaul University, who had been, we'd been talking to some folks there in their esports program, was if we do it at the middle school level, um, and I think this could be really cool, is a lot of times esports, um, and I, everybody knows how much I love Apple devices, you don't tend to do much esports on Apple devices. Hmm. Gaming is usually on PCs. Um, more games are available on PCs. So one of the things we've kind of talked about is we do have tech clubs. Uh, or we have the opportunity for for other things, um, but one of the thoughts is buy the components of a PC, teach the students that are in that club how to build the PC, oh, yeah, put yes. it together, and then use that to compete in your esports oh, tournaments cool. and everything else. And then it's a continual learning uh, process because next year you might need a faster graphics card. So you learn how to take out the old graphics card, replace it with a new one. How do I upgrade this computer? So you're learning those tech skills as you're also competing in esports. Um, at the elementary level, one of the things that they recommended was stick with something like a Nintendo Switch. Um, you know, the, the consoles that kids might have at home. Um, there is some thought to uh, doing esports with VR. And I know we've been talking yes. about, you know, trial, uh, trialing some VR headsets in the district as well. So, so there's a lot of different options for how to get started. So I think um, fairly soon you're going to have myself or Luke may reach out to your buildings and just kind of see, um, you know, what kind of interest there is. If we've got anybody who uh, is in your building that would be interested in piloting something like this before the end of this year and really just looking ahead to like, what are some ways we can start small mm-hmm. and kind of partner with, can we partner with that, uh, the business that's at Hawthorne Mall? Right. Can we partner with Vernon Hills High School who cool. is doing their stuff? Um, I would imagine knowing how my siblings went to Vernon Hills High School and how the fine arts department was always coming to Hawthorne to try to get actors and singers right. to get ready to come to high school and be <laughs> in their programs. I could imagine if we get started here with esports. Oh. We're going to have the esports the win club over there. Yeah, no. they're, well, they're going to they're going to be even more ready by the time they get to high school. So I can imagine seeing some partnerships there hmm. uh, start up. And we're in Vernon Hills, Illinois. We've got big companies like CDW. Right. We've got all kinds of partnerships that we can um, generate through something like this. So well, I'm I'm excited for all different parts of this. I mean, mainly for the kids because there's just so much. I mean, this is this is such a, a support for. 
uh, you know, SEL and talking right. about supporting the whole child and, and then giving some kids that wouldn't have the opportunity or they might not have the, they might not make the team mm-hmm. um, in another sport, this may be their strong suit. Right. And so it just I gives, like it. you know, it's, it's, it's more equitable. It gives other kids a chance to shine. So, I have to say, yeah. you know, starting these conversations, I definitely was like, uh-oh, more time for kids to oh, sit and play video games. <laughs> yep. But I do see that there is a niche yeah. for students who are into this. But the, the beauty of this that I'm starting to hear is that there's other things that come from this, being part yeah. of a team, being able to articulate and talk to others, yeah. working as a team, having some fun, mm-hmm. and then learning some of these technology skills, exactly. coding, putting things together that is going to help benefit them mm-hmm. as they move through and find careers. In yeah, it's, it's a total I mean, career pathway to, yeah. Complete career path. My yes. son should have went into it. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we'll. <laughs> it, it helps me feel better. But like, I, I would be the parent who, you know, if you, if you told me, yeah, we're going to have your kid sit in front of a computer for some more right. time and play. I'd be the first one to be like, no, 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 no. Right. I, I don't need more of that. My kids do enough of that. Um, but this is, I've used the word passive. I think when you think of kids playing video games or on their phone at home or in other places, mm-hmm. it's very passive. They're just consuming. This is very active. And if creating. Ever, and, and creating, too. I would say if you if you haven't seen one of these, go on YouTube, check out one of the videos of these tournaments. It is a very active environment. It's not just passive consuming. Of I gotta quit judging content, before so. I see. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. It's, it's, I'm excited about it. Awesome. All right, everybody. Thank you so much, Karen. Thank you as always. Oh my gosh! Thank you for enlightening me. Good questions too. (laughs) On esports, I feel like I'm in the know now, right, everybody? We're in the know. So if anybody has any other questions, or if you're thinking I would love to be a part of this, uh, feel free to reach out. Let me know. uh, Shoot me an email, or let me know, and uh, we'll we'll get you on our list for folks to reach out to. But uh, we're excited to get something going with this, and and looking forward to what this will do for (laughs) Hawthorne and for our kids. Thank you, everybody. This has been another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. We will be back at you next week with a story of victory. Yes. See you next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?